Hello and welcome to another episode of Save the Track Bike. I am your co-host Josh. I, I'm Chris, the other co-host. <laughs> You're listening to the podcast about uh, everything fixed gear and among other bikes possibly as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we always inevitably talk about other bikes because, <laughs> you know, we're not quite purists, but... I, I used to be, but now I'm just not anymore. <laughs> oh no, I was too for years. I was like, I don't need gears. I will not wear Lycra. <laughs> But here I am yeah, now. If, I do have them. <laughs> yeah, if it's not fixed, it's broken, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was definitely the mantra back in the day. Um, yeah. So before, ha- before hashtags. First, we have our segment of we're talking beers. So what are you having? I'm having <laughs> the <laughs> the XL Lava Coffee Bitter. It's from a uh, a small brewery just up the up the road from me. Um, my friend Josh works there. Um, he's a fixed gear rider also, and he nice. races for um, the Cafe Columbia team. I can never pronounce them, but I hope I plugged them in right there. But yeah, he hooked us up with a couple of cans, and he said, "Save this one till last." So yeah, the coffee lava coffee bitter 5.4 percent i'm actually scared of it because i've just coffee and beer to me actually sounds like it sounds disgusting but he said it's it tastes like treacle toffee so yeah let's find out um so i'm having a uh it's a sour it's a peach berry pie sour from boulevard brewing company in kansas city missouri so nice they're one of my favorite um they're one of my favorite beer companies. They do. They also have this one called easy sport. That is like, it's kind of just like a super light beer for like summer. It's like perfect for after a bike ride. And it's literally like just super light and a little bit sour, like a little bit of that nice sour. And then it has some salt in it. So it's like hydrating as well. Um, okay. But it's really good. It's called easy sport. Um, it's, like a proper sports drink then, you know, Basically, no excuse yeah. to drink a beer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point. I think it's, <laughs> Do you know what my friend, my mate, Josh was not lying. And this is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's actually quite nice. So, uh, I guess we should talk a little bit about our episode today. It's a pretty exciting episode. I have an interview that I did with gravel gang. Um, it's a Instagram, just gravel gang. And John that runs that Instagram, uh, also has a bike shop in Missouri, in Columbia, Missouri, and rides fixed gear gravel. He has a Surly Steamroller with like 650B wheels with fatty tires. And so... Nice. Yeah. So we get into his bikes and um, just kind of talk about riding fixed gear in the Midwest of the United States on gravel and why it's fun. <laughs> awesome. That sounds great. Can't yeah. wait to listen to his that, that, that section um, when it comes out on Monday. Well, yeah. it'll be already out if we're talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> when it's point, out but... now so yeah. while everyone else is listening you're probably listening for the first time too so exactly yeah um but yeah also we're talking about parts bicycle parts yep. fixed gear parts that have uh, been discontinued and don't exist anymore and ones that we miss so without further ado let's get into that What's the part that you miss the most? That it, or you, you maybe, yeah, you may even have one you're knocking around, you know, that you're proud of, that you're keeping hold of. Mm. So, so my first one that I wrote down was, 
Um, it's not something that I've ever had, but I did plan on putting it on my next bike is the Shimano Dura Ace track crank, which I probably will still find a used one, but yeah. Um, you know, that's just like a classic crank. It's beautiful. It's, you know, the NJS stamp, you know, it's like, it's kind of just the, the classic looking track crank and I just really love it. Uh, and I'm really sad to see that they discontinued it, especially cause you know, they're a Japanese company and it is NJS and I don't know. It's just sad to see like an era go away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think they're still in stock in some of the suppliers here in England. So I think, yeah, once they're gone, they're gone. Um, oh, it just makes me wonder, you know, cause they've been bringing out like their own, I don't know if they're going to enter the world of like power. They, they can't not make a track crank anymore. So I wonder if they'll put like power meters in them and, start doing what rotor cranks are doing these days or well they'll just make them 10 times more expensive like well we'll see could be it could they might be even changing their design <laughs> that's true so because i came across the um the patents for i know we're talking not talking about track bikes again now but i came across the patent for shimano di2 wireless 13 speed i was watching a guy on pod, uh, on youtube the other day talking about yeah they're just putting the patent designs for it so Maybe we have to keep our out for a patented design, new track design. Maybe you never know. But the classic look, though, I, I love it. You can't beat. I've got one actually. Um, it's on my wife's bike. Unfortunately, I had to take them back <laughs> off and put them on my bike. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering, like, because uh, with a lot of this stuff, as I'm like, is is like the track bike disappearing a little bit again? You know, I feel like we had a little bit of a rise with like Red Hook and everything. And ever since like that, I feel like maybe in the yeah. US. But again, we talked about this last time that uh, I don't know if it's just like the bubble I'm in now or what. But um, it is sad to see these kind of iconic parts go away. No, for sure. Because you talk about Red Hook, crit, I believe, like, was it Team Rocket, Specialized Espresso? They're, they all they were all on the race cranks as well they yep. made them bikes pop pretty hard they were awesome bikes yeah those were and their paint jobs on the specialized rocket espresso bikes were amazing always yeah my favorite my favorite one they did was it's kind of like a sky blue with some uh -huh. white in it i remember it being pretty out there when they did that design but that was the, my favorite one they ever did i reckon yeah it's it was nice what did you put down i always see them on like old older bikes that need a quill stem but they're like the salsa is it a brand salsa mm -hmm. I've, been, I've been after this stem for years i've been trying to track one down i just can't find one anywhere in the england but i think there's a brand like a kind of a gravel brand that brought like a a very similar one out called taco or taco stem okay and so they, what's they the use, idea of it it's like a it's just like you say um it's a threaded stem that looks like a quill stem. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, it is a quill stem. Oh, okay. I think they do do they do do normal stems as well, but it is a quill stem. And it's just one of them iconic parts that you see on, yeah, like Calnagos or, or older American style track bikes. You know, uh, every time I go to a fixie fair, it's the first thing a fixie a track bike fair or a bike fair. Um, I'm trying to find this particular stem, but. And I've seen one in my life, and I was at the Bicycle Messenger Championships in Riga uh, last year or the year before. I forget when it was, and one of the messengers had one. I was like, how much do you want for it? I will give you 
my money right now. He was just not having it. <laughs> <laughs> but keeping on stems, um, the Thompson four bolt, I, I really really like them, but they seem to be discontinued. Especially the one inch version that they did. We have it has like a little um, wedge in it as well. Oh yeah, it's an old yeah, it's an old design. I think it's an old mountain bike, but they were very popular in the track bike scene a while back as well. I didn't even realize they were getting rid of those. Yeah, I went on their website a few a few back, um, weeks back, and yeah, they're in the discontinued section. I was like, oh man, well they're gone. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to throw one more crank out. So obviously the SRAM Omnium, which yeah, I which doesn't go ahead. It doesn't make any sense to me why the why they would discontinue it. It's like the number one street fixed gear crank, you know. Yeah, and, among other and track. <laughs> yeah, I went to the Velodrome numerous times and saw tons of people on those cranks, and so it seems really wild that they're going away. Um, and they were on like every, you know, track bike pretty much for a while. And I, I wrote, I rode on them for years and I really loved them. Never had a problem with them. And me yeah. too. Like the first ever, I still have my first set of Shrimp Omniums and they're, again, they're on my wife's bike. I really have to take my parts back off. Her bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My first ever set of, of track cranks was Omniums. Yeah. I had them for like. I don't know how long they've had them for. I think this is old. This the old bolt system inside the in the crank, so they must be like seven or eight years old, maybe even longer by now. I can't remember, but yeah, they're still going strong. So my next few are actually frame sets. So my first one is the GT track frame. Mate, yes, <laughs> all day long, man. There's a few. I think there's the pulse. That which is one of my favorites, and they mm -hmm. did one called is it called is it called the gutter ball? I think I can't really remember now. Gutter ball, yeah, you're right. Uh, I've seen I've seen them around. There was like one guy I used to ride with around in Denver that had one, and then there was a company a while ago that was called Tribe, based out of New York, and they had one that was kind of uh, doing this similar thing with the chainstay. Chainstay, yeah. Oh so yeah, the the, 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 the top diamond, one. yeah. So the one that the yeah, diamond yeah. frame comes, you know, uh, if you haven't seen these, like go look it up, just search like GT track frame or GT gutter ball. And then there was a company called tribe a few, few years ago that had one of my friend got one of those bikes and they were pretty rad. They came with SRAM Omniums. They were steel frame. Um, they had Damn. that similar design, uh, carbon fiber fork and really tight, aggressive geometry. Um, and there were a bunch of people, you know, riding on them and stuff. And they were kind of like, you know, they had like different levels. You know, they were kind of like a state or something where they had like their affordable track, like fixed gear bikes and single speeds. And then they had their, you know, racing bikes. And then they had kind of the, this one was called the messenger. So they teamed up with a bunch of bike messengers and helped design it. And they, they came away with like that GTS design. But anyway, uh, they're not making bikes anymore either. So. No way, because I heard about this tribe brand like five years ago, so they mustn't have lasted too long then. Yeah, they were around for a few years and then, yeah, went away for whatever reason, so. Such Damn. a bummer, yeah. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> Another one of mine that that I just miss was, it was one of my first fixed gear bikes, and they were like kind of an affordable brand, but they like made nice steel bikes and it was like a great entry level for people, but like way higher quality than a lot of like entry level single speeds and stuff now. 
Um, mm. At least I think, you know, it's hard to find much information about them, but they were called IRO or IRO. I don't know exactly how to say it, but um, IRO. Iron oh, yeah. cycles. I have come across them. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen I've seen them on the internet. So that was like one of my first track bikes, you know. I had like the riser bars on it that were like real narrow and I had um you could bar spin on it, you know. The wheel would hit your down tube just a little bit, but it would still spin around. <laughs> Sick. Uh it had pretty like uh slack geometry and I don't know what steel it was made with. It, that's not why I bought it. I bought it because you could bar spin with it and <laughs> and uh and it was you know pretty simple looking. It was like just black and, and but everyone was riding those at one point because they were like pretty affordable to get and they were nice quality. So they weren't just like you were buying garbage. <laughs> but I had one that's of those awesome. with some like velocity DVs and and uh some Sagino cranks on it and um but then I ended up selling that bike to my friend who was way too tall to be riding that bike, so he had the seat post like just super high. Way too high. <laughs> <laughs> and now that same friend he rides uh, one of the tribe uh messenger bikes that I was just talking about, the oh, GT no the GT ripoffs, yeah. That's awesome. I, I've got something, it's not quite a bike part, but pedalroom.com. We need to bring that back, you know, for anyone yeah. that doesn't know. It's like the Facebook of fixie riders, I guess. But like I logged, I'm logged, I've just logged on it now. It has a bit updated in since 2017. Yeah. So which I is mental. <laughs> used to go there all the time. And I actually still do sometimes. If I like want to look at pictures of an older bike that's hard to find, I'll end up on Pedal Room looking for pictures of that bike. Exactly. I'm constant. I used to be constantly on there looking for inspiration of how I'm going to build the frame that I just bought at the time, you know, yeah. or the parts I just bought at the time. Exactly. Yeah. That was like the best. Um, I just put one of mine <laughs> and this is just kind of broad, but, uh, essentially like fixed gear freestyle. <laughs> okay. Just, I mean, as a, as a whole, <laughs> I feel like everything in fixed gear freestyle got discontinued. Like bomb track doesn't make theirs anymore. Um, I guess they sold it to radio. So radio does have, uh, it's a, you know, they sell it as a BMX bike, but you can get it with the fixed gear hub. Um, but yeah, I mean, you used to be able to get tons of bikes, you know, um, volume had the volume cutter, um, and all city, you know, had the all city airwolf, uh, bomb track had a fix yeah. your freestyle bike state had one, um, the 14 bike co as well. Yeah. Uh, pretty I, good. And I'm sure, and I know people still build them and stuff, but it was like a little bitty era where a lot of people were, there were not a lot of companies, but there were a handful of companies making fixed gear freestyle bikes. And that's pretty much all, all but disappeared. <laughs> I, I feel like the people that used to make fixed gear freestyle are now, are now making fixed gear gravel bikes. Yeah. Well, not even making fixed gear gravel bikes, just making gravel bikes. Like, yeah, like bomb track doesn't even have a fixed gear anymore. Um, no way. And they got rid of the needle. Yeah. They got rid of the needle and they don't do the script. They're, they're true track bike anymore either. Um, and then, uh, I would put the, the bomb track script on my list too. Cause I had one of those for a little while and, I really, really loved it, and I regret selling it like more than any other bike that I've sold. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. That being said, like the the only bike I've ever regretted selling is like my 
black and white Tinelli parallax, and I put that on the list for discontinued bikes. Man, that's still to my day like the best bike ever. Yeah, I really loved those um, Mash and Tinelli. Um, wait, was that was that a collab? The parallax? Yeah, yeah. The parallax was yeah. I believe it was all Mash's design, and then yeah, yeah. Tinelli made it. Yeah, and I kind of missed those. Stole it. <laughs> but then you know, I love the Mash like what they're just doing on their own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, maybe they just needed the, the stepping stones just to do whatever they're doing. But that, yeah, my friend Derek has the orange steel frame that they make. It looks amazing on pictures. Did you write it down anything else? Well, do you remember, um, which I can never pronounce the bloody name of the brand, but Schwelbe, Swulbe, whatever, however you say it, the German top brand. Oh yeah. They did a fixed gear, um, Pacific Tire, and but they discontinued them like two, three years ago. I find some in new old stock every now and again, but yeah, they they were really good. But I guess they didn't. I guess Continental is king king over here. Yeah. But, but the, yeah, the Schwab, they used to have a big uh, skid competition down in London. <laughs> like, yeah, it'd be like part of like a big massive bike festival, but, but then they'll end it with like mostly just Trump messengers just trying to do longy skids for a pair of these Schwab fixie tires. So this is just like barely scratching the surface. These are just a handful of things that, you know, we came up with because, you know, we could talk about also bare knuckle, that frame set's going away. Um, oh, yeah. And like I mean, I'm Chub hubs as well. Chub hubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Arrow spoke. Yeah. So all of you out there, what uh, parts are you missing? You know, message us. We'll shout it out next time. I bet we've missed loads and we'll get absolutely nailed in the comments, but that's bring okay. It on. We just wanted to scratch the surface and talk about a couple parts that we were missing just that in light of the Omniums going away and, and stuff like that. And then also like what things that are coming up are we excited about? So with that, let's jump into my interview with John from Gravel Gang. Hi, so my name is John Wilkinson. Um, I'm originally from Miami, Florida. I born and raised down there and uh, moved to Missouri yeah, about seven, eight years, seven years ago. And uh, right now I work or I co-own a bike shop with uh, my best friend, Brian Kukla, uh, Cycle X Bicycles. And in my free time, I just ride bikes and take pictures. <laughs> nice. So I had you on because you, um, you have an Instagram account that's fairly popular that I was just following um, as far as just being interested in gravel and then noticed that there was a lot of like surly steamrollers being posted. So, um, yeah, let's talk a little. So that's why I was like, Oh, I should just reach out and see if they want to be on. Cause I'm, I don't know if you've ever heard the, this podcast, but I've always been interested in doing not just track on track bikes. I've been riding track bikes mm -hmm. for over a decade now and I just love them so much. And I think, you can, yeah. I think you can do so much fun stuff on them. So when I see people posting doing gravel and I'm fairly new to the Midwest and there's a ton of gravel out here in Nebraska as well. Uh, um, I just wanted to find out like how did gravel gang come about and how did you build that, that following and, and uh, yeah, where did that all come from? Um, so yeah, I started it, I guess, uh, I think a little over a year ago. Um, and the Instagram account that is. I've been riding fixed gravel for a few years now. I've, I, I have 
I was thinking about doing a 650B build for a little while, and then I finally pulled the trigger a couple years ago. Because, um, yeah, like, I was riding the, – the last setup I had was 700s before I built up the steamroller was a specialized Langster. And the biggest tires I could fit in there were 32s. Um, and even then, like, I was definitely getting – you know, I was – I had a lot of rub inside the fork. Like it was, you know, it was getting worn down pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, a, a friend of mine came into the bike shop and he had a different bike. It was a Kona, I think a Sutra or a, a Rove. And that was, uh, I remember seeing the 650Bs on it and I was like, dang, that was pretty cool. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of took some measurements and then, uh, yeah, just pulled the trigger. Honestly, I wasn't even sure how well the tires were going to fit inside the steamroller, but I, I went with some of the narrower uh, 650B rims that I could find, which are um, the Velocity ailerons, and uh, they technically fit. There's not, not a ton of clearance, but uh, yeah, once I got it built up, that, yeah, that was two years ago, and that was kind of when things took off. I definitely felt way more comfortable, way more stable on a lot of the gravel in town um and then yeah i just started you know i posted a few pictures of it here and there um and yeah just kind of started gaining traction and people started sending me pics of their 650b builds and uh yeah it was uh it was kind of wild this the, the way it took off I, I definitely didn't have any expectation i just kind of started it for fun um you know we have a lo- local group uh here in town and we do rides well they haven't done any rides since march but we we rode every Sunday morning and Wednesday evening, um, and that's kind of how the, the gravel gang started. It was just yeah, just for fun. I, I didn't really have any goals with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's been crazy. Where yeah, just I definitely didn't expect it, it to be where it's at now. That's for sure. So, how did you find cycling in the first place, and what attracted you to fixed gear? Uh, so I've been, you know, I, I grew up skateboarding and riding BMX. And then um, as I got older, you know, my, my knees just weren't doing that well. My knees and my left ankle specifically. Um, so I, I actually, I was planning on getting into uh, some cruiser BMX bikes. And then my next door neighbor was the one who was actually was like, dude, you should check out these, uh, you know, single speed fixed gear bikes. And my first bike I got, well, my first single speed I bought was around 10 years ago. It was a Dodge SST from Bikes Direct. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I had that set up single speed for a few months. And then once I flipped the uh, the hub and started riding it fixed, uh, I kind of didn't really look back. And, um, yeah, it's just so much fun, especially in Miami. I mean, you really don't need... I mean, it's so flat. You don't really need gears um, to have fun down there. But yeah, so yeah, that's kind of that's that's the bike that really got into it. Uh, yeah, a Dawes SST from Bikes Direct. That's hilarious. Yeah, I started off uh, skateboarding and and racing BMX when I was a kid and stuff. And mm-hmm. and um, same for me. My first fixed gear bike was probably. I don't know, a little over 10 years ago now, and it was a Bikes Direct Mercier Kilo TT. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. That's so, basically uh, yep. <laughs> a, a steamroller. <laughs> yep, so very similar trajectories. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, well, actually, I guess the, the WT is the steamroller. Yeah, the, the original, the Kilo TT, I guess, was a little bit different. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
yeah, the um, they have the wide tire one now. I I don't think yeah. I wasn't even thinking about riding on dirt roads at the time. I was just <laughs> yeah, same here. I never yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were just never. right. Yeah, we were just riding in the city and watching mash videos and doing that whole yep. thing. Yeah, it was actually uh, that was one of the videos. I think uh, the first video that like really got me pumped was uh, the Mash Tour of California mm-hmm. uh, video. They I can't remember when that was. I think it was oh shoot, was that 2007, 2008? Or no, 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 it would have been maybe a little later. But yeah, that was I remember watching that and I was like, I want to do that. That looks that looks fun. And, yeah, those guys have been killing it for a while. I guess it's different riders now, but yeah, MASH in general has been well, it's so, awesome for a long time. It's so funny to think back on that because at that time, you know, watching like Macaframa and, and MASH and all those, the guys that were doing tricks, you know, that was the first time I ever heard of 650B wheels because people wanted to be able to bar spin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And then so... Yeah, I remember, I think Garrett Chow had a... I, I don't know if he ever did any freestyle, but I remember... I don't know if it was a 650B or 650A, but I remember his uh, his red bike with the... Uh, I think it was a five-spokes, or I can't remember, but I just remember him, that video where he was riding with Lance, or Nash was riding with Lance Armstrong. And, yeah, I remember his uh, front wheel being a little smaller. I don't, yeah, I don't remember exactly what size, but that was the best bike. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Lance Armstrong video was really good, too. Yeah. <laughs> just that part at the end, you know, we were all sitting there and when Lance just like takes off and his cadence is so high. Yeah, flip the switch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's so all good. the guys have fun and yeah, just took over. He's like, all yeah. right, I'll show you. And I just remember he had those mustache bars that he was riding on. Yeah. It was so sick. Yeah, was um, so what attracts you to riding fixed gear bikes on the dirt? You know, like a lot of people have gotten into gravel and got in got into getting gravel bikes and stuff like that. What made you want to do a fixed gear and, and ride that on the gravel? Uh, for, it's just it's so much more fun. I mean, don't get like, I love riding all kinds of bikes, but uh, fixed gear is, I, there's just something to it that uh, it's just, yeah. I If I have the choice, like when, whenever we do group rides, uh, more often than not, I'd say 90% of the time, unless it's close friends only, like I'll, I'll ride a geared bike. But, I'd say this year, 99% of my rides have been all fixed. I mean, it's just, there's something about it. It's definitely so much more enjoyable. I mean, there's definitely an adrenaline rush uh, for sure. Uh, You know, once you're going down some hills and, you know, you kind of realize that there isn't a whole lot you can do. Like, you kind of just go with it. Once you you hit a certain speed and cadence, it's like, obviously, you can skid. But, you know, I've, I've been on a few hills where, especially on gravel, where I've skidded and, I don't think I lost any speed at all. You know, you just keep <laughs> sliding down. Um, so definitely an adrenaline rush, but also part of, I just love the aesthetic of fixed gear bikes. I mean, I love how, you know, I love the, the look of a good naked bike. Um, so that's definitely part of it too. Yeah. I've never but, thought yeah. about, I mean, I never thought about doing uh you know, I've been looking around for like what kind of a build where like, what's the biggest tire I can put on. And for some reason, it never crossed my mind to do, 650b wheels on on a fixed gear and it makes so much sense like once i saw your pictures i was like oh you could put some fatties on there for sure yeah yeah the 650b is out for sure um and especially among the uh the wtb senderos right now and those are uh definitely the knobbiest the most aggressive tire i've tried so far um and they've been good i was actually uh 
finally got out on some hills this week and uh they're solid i mean they're definitely i didn't get any any slipping climbing up some of the steeper hills um and then definitely yeah when i needed to slow down downhill um yeah when i when i locked it up it definitely it grabbed so yeah i've been really happy with that tire it's definitely overkill for most of the riding i do but yeah it's been working really well and yeah the 650 in general is just so much fun i mean you can set them at 40 if you want a firm ride or you know i've had them down at like 20 psi if you really want you know a nice cushy ride so i mean there's a, a lot of adjustability definitely a lot of fun so I'm curious, I have some questions about the Midwest here. So now that you're bringing that up, like one of the misconceptions that I found with the Midwest is everybody thinks it's super flat. Um, I don't know how your area is, but you mentioned hills. I know here and here outside of Omaha, once you get on the gravel roads, the you are hitting some gnarly steep grades. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. That, so, yeah, there's there's hills if you want them, and there's there's – Flats, if you want them. So, like the, the the best thing, my favorite thing about living in Colombia is we have this trail called the MKT Trail, and it's a rails to trails conversion. It's nine miles long, and it takes you out to the Katy Trail, and then the Katy Trail is another rails to trails conversion, and it basically runs across the whole state. Hmm. So um, it's crushed limestone. It's super smooth, super fine. Um, you know, I can get out on that and do a 60, 60 mile ride and have less than 500 feet of elevation. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if I want to hit the hills, then yeah, like it, uh, I'd say, I don't know, within definitely in under 15 minutes, I can get out onto a gravel road that has, um, you know, it might be a mile long and it'll get you five or 600 feet of elevation. Um, so yeah, I mean they're all rollers. There definitely aren't any long climbs, but mm-hmm. there's a ton of rollers. And like you said, yeah, there's some steep grades too. So I mean, yeah, and depending on when they put the gravel down, I mean, yeah, that that throws another element. Uh, but yeah, no, it's yeah, you can. There's definitely hills to be had. I'd say more often than not, if you're not riding on the on the trail, uh, yeah, it's hilly here. There's a trail right on the other side here of uh omaha in council bluffs iowa that's like it's like 70 miles long and it's like pretty mm-hmm. flat and it's very similar it's a rail to trail type situation all crushed mm-hmm. limestone and that is a super fun ride and then like if you go south of omaha it's like a very very flat you can get some super flat rides in but as soon as you go north I mean, I did a ride the other day that was like 30 miles and I got like 2000 feet of elevation. Oh yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have gravel worlds here, which is a race over in Lincoln. Um, Mm -hmm. and that race is 150 miles with upwards of 10,000 feet of elevation. Yeah. Yeah. A good friend of ours and friend of the shop, uh, he actually won. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was two years ago. His name's Ethan Praise. He's super fast. He's uh, he's in his early fifties, so he won the Masters division. And I think he got fourth overall. Um, but yeah, strong, strong dude. And yeah, he was yeah, tons that, of tons of climbing. He said <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that race looks really cool. I've actually been meaning to do it for the past couple years. A couple years ago, I couldn't do it because I had some personal stuff going on and ended up like having to defer my 
or just like not go to the race and I was already signed mm -hmm. up. And then last year, of course, everything got canceled and it was a digital yeah. race and I just didn't have it in me to, to do no, 150 miles by same. myself. <laughs> that's not the same. I mean, yeah, yeah. 150 time trial. That's basically, yeah. Yeah. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I don't think I would enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, tell us a little bit about your bike shop and what you specialize in and how do you use it as a conduit to build cycling community, like in your town, in your area and obviously through your social media. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, it's been open since 93 and then, uh, my best friend and I, we bought it a little over a couple of years ago, but we basically, we kind of turned into a, I guess more of a gravel shop. We definitely sell everything. We deal, uh, like our, our main brands are specialized giant in Cannondale. And then, yeah, we picked up Surly recently. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we sell, uh, I'd say more often than not, I mean, yeah, Everything lately has been gravel bikes, and then uh, it's, this is a college town, so we definitely sell a lot of uh, fitness bikes. And then we also do some road and some mountainous. Um, but I would say, like our, our yeah, gravel's kind of been taken over. But it, it's been it's fun. Like it's we definitely don't sell a ton of fixed gear bikes. Like as much as I enjoy it, um, it, it definitely isn't a a large community. We've got a few friends who are into it, and some of the guys that work at the shop ride fixed. But um, yeah, it's just, it's the, the funnest thing is, I mean, just meeting different people who are enthusiastic about riding, like whatever style of riding it is, it's just cool seeing people come in and we do, um, we do, like I said, yeah, we do the Sunday morning gravel rides and then uh, Wednesday evening, it's a trail ride, like a casual pace. And then Saturday mornings, um, one of the, the clubs that we sponsor in town, they do a road ride. Um, but yeah, it's just fun to kind of just introduce people into cycling. And we used to do a Sunday social ride as well, uh, Sunday afternoons. Um, and that would be like a really, really beginner friendly bike ride where, you know, someone who was literally just getting into it and didn't have anyone to ride with, you know, they would, they would kind of come out and it'd be a short little 10 mile ride on the trail, just an out and back. But, um, and that was always fun because it's kind of, you know, kind of live vicariously through some people where it's, you know, been riding for so long, but it's still fun to be a part of someone else's like first quote unquote long ride. Um, but yeah. And then we also have, uh, a women's ride on Wednesday evenings, um, that our sales manager, um, leads and, um, yeah, there's just, uh, yeah, there's a, there's an awesome cycling community here in town. There's a few shops in town. Um, and most of them are doing some kind of group rides on a, almost a daily basis. So if there's something you're wanting to do and you're new to Columbia, I mean, you'll, you'll be able to find a group ride almost every day of the week when the pandemic isn't going on. But yeah. Well, speaking it's, of the uh, pandemic, yeah. yeah, my next question is actually, um, I'm curious to hear about how the pandemic has affected your bike shop. Um, I know that we saw a huge boom, which for manufacturers and giant bike shops was great. But um, mm -hmm. how has the experience been for you guys in like a smaller Midwestern town? So we're pretty much sold out of bikes right now. Uh, yeah, we sold pretty much all our bike inventory within the first few months. And we've got a ton of stuff on back order right now, but I think, 
yeah, we really don't have a, a very big selection. And that that was, I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone saw that coming. And then, so once that started happening, then parts started getting hard to find. And that really caught us off guard. Um, like 26-inch tubes, for example, I don't, I don't know what happened, but 26-inch tubes and tires were gone for like a month or two. Um, finding eight-speed shifters or you know, an Altus rear derailleur was difficult for a while. Some of that stuff's starting to come back, but, uh, yeah, it's been wild. Um, right now things have slowed down, but I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's normal, it's normal slow for this time of year. Uh, you know, once the temperature drops, the shot gets slower. So things are starting to feel normal again, except for the fact that we, we just still don't have bikes and we're honestly not sure. Um, when we'll be getting more like we we did preseason orders um you know back in spring and I think we did some orders over the summer and you know we're still waiting for basically all of that to come in. We got maybe five bikes a week, and it's kind of stuff at random like uh got get a few gravel bikes in a few mountain bikes in some comfort bikes, but it's just weird the way they're trickling in where in the past you know we'd put in an order. And then, you know, we we knew when stuff was coming in, we could plan for it. But right now we're just kind of, as stuff comes in, we're just trying to get it built up as quickly as possible, get it out on the floor. And then, you know, stuff usually sells pretty quickly. We've been taking names and numbers down and, you know, people who are, you know, looking for bikes or trying to reach out, let people know when stuff comes in. But sometimes we'll order stuff on Monday and it doesn't even ship until maybe Wednesday or Thursday. That's how backed up they are. Yeah. So random talking about that since obviously you know the, the you know six year riding. Would you rather climb a long hill or descend a long hill? Climb. <laughs> same, same. The older I get, I'm just like ah. Once I hit a certain cadence, I'm definitely like I'm slowing down. I'd rather. Yeah. It's just um, like you know that's what I like about yeah here in Missouri. Like there's a lot of short deep stuff and it's like you, you can kind of know it's like all right at this point i can let go and i'll yeah i'm not gonna pop out or you know but uh yeah it's, i'd definitely rather climb all day on six <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the misconceptions about the area of the world that we reside in the midwest um i think you're like four hours from me so mm-hmm. very similar <laughs> uh you know landscape Mm-hmm. And why do you think people should come out to the Midwest and ride if, in fact, you do? <laughs> um, no, def- people should definitely come out to the Midwest and ride. Uh, specifically, yeah, Columbia is awesome. So I, I actually haven't done a ton of traveling um, in, within Missouri outside of Columbia. And then, yeah, I've, I've visited St. Louis and Kansas City. But Columbia itself is actually way more liberal than people realize. It's a college town. So, I mean, it's. Uh, it's it's not as conservative as what people might think or what I thought. You know, honestly, I didn't really know a whole lot. I didn't do a ton of research before we moved here. Um, but yeah, so it's you know it's it's a cool town. People are friendly. Um, but yeah, the, the I would say that's probably the the biggest misconception is it's not as conservative as. At least here in Columbia, it's not as conservative as what I would think most people think. And then the other thing is, yeah, it's not flat. So if you come here and if you're expecting flat road rides, you're not going to have them, which, you know, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, I would say that's the, the other 
Um, oh, and it's really, it's hot and humid here. That I did not expect. It's way more like the summers here. They're are brutal. Way, <laughs> like, yeah. So like the, the thing I, I like to compare to or the way I describe it is like South Florida. It's like, if, if you're looking at a line of the temperature, it's almost like a straight line all the way across. It's like, you know, there's some curves here and there. It's between like 70 and 90. It never really gets that hot in the summer. It never really gets that cool in the winter. But here, holy crap, for like it's a peak of summer. Um, like I had never really ridden in 100 degree temperatures until I moved here. Like where the, the heat index is, you know, it's yeah over 100. And then the humidity is at like 60 or 70. Like, I mean, it, it gets hot here. Um, but yeah, it only lasts maybe a few weeks. Um, and then I guess the, yeah, the winters aren't as cold. That was the one good thing, um, which yeah, I'm grateful for. I'm definitely not complaining about that. Um, it's only cold. Maybe, like February is definitely the, the hardest month to kind of get through, but otherwise it's usually, um, 30, 30 degrees or above. Like it doesn't get below 30 too often or, you know, or there's, there's parts in the day where, you know, the low might be, you know, in the twenties or the teens, but like the peak will definitely be above 30. So you can get out and usually get a ride. If, you know, if you've got the day off you just kind of wait for the warmest part of the day and then get out. Yeah. Um, and I know people here in Omaha that commute year round and stuff like that. And, and I think that's the other one of the things too, is like, you can definitely get away with commuting in the Midwest on yeah. a bike as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And actually, now they mentioned that, yeah, Columbia is actually pretty bike friendly, uh, or yeah, for commuting as well. Um, there's a lot of dedicated um, bike lanes on some of the the bigger roads, and then um, they've also got these bike boulevards where it's like cars can drive on them. But like you, you've definitely seen like there's a lot of signage like expect, you know, you know, kind of that's where cyclists i guess get priority well not that they don't get priority anywhere else but you know it's kind of like that. those are the roads where people are definitely expecting to see cyclists um but yeah i mean I've, i guess i yeah my, my commute's less than a mile so i really don't don't have too many issues but i know a lot of people that commute more and like with the trail system in town you can get to a lot of places in town without even ha- actually getting on the roads for more than maybe uh maybe a mile or even half a mile yeah pretty bike friendly a lot more bike friendly than people realize this is a question i didn't write down but do you remember uh corn fed they were like fixed gear videos they were all like bike couriers in indiana and they had like no yeah. I don't think, i'm not familiar with corn okay fed. yeah you should look up corn fed it was like all these kind of mash-esque style videos but it was they were all based uh-huh. out of indiana so it was all like very much like we're not on the coasts and we're definitely like Midwestern guys who are like doing oh, all these. Yeah. And they might be kind of hard to find now. I think they're pretty defunct, but those corn fed oh, videos no. were sick and I used to watch those oh, all the time. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And then um, I'm curious if you have any dream bike events or adventures that you have planned or that you want to happen in the future. So, yeah, actually I wanted to do, a uh, big event here. Well, I don't know how big. I mean, I wanted to do an event here in Columbia hosted at the shop uh, this year, but yeah, obviously uh, things happened. <laughs> didn't allow yeah. it. Um, it was going to be the Midwest Gravel Fest. I'm hoping to do it next year, but uh, yeah, hopefully 
you know, depending on. Well, let me know. I'll come out and ride it fixed gear with you and I'll cover it for the podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So like, yeah, my plan for that one is it's going to be three different rides starting at different times. You can do one, you can do none, you can do all three, um, you know, and it's going to be definitely not a race. I mean, I guess the, the, the main event quote unquote, um, it's going to be a 50 mile ride and I would imagine people are going to race that, but I want to have some fun categories that, like heaviest bike for example so you know if you do the 50 mile ride on the heaviest bike you win something you know just stuff like that um and then uh maybe i'll do it on a cargo bike (laughs) yeah or if yeah if you want to ride you know if someone wants to ride it solo on a tandem hey you know knock yourself out (laughs) yeah you know just something like that one one idea that a friend of mine came up with uh was least dressed so we were trying to see like what what's the least amount of clothing <laughs> you could get away with it's like i mean technically yeah shoes chamois and a helmet i guess i don't know if you want you know but uh <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah just something that's just more fun and like yeah the, the first ride of the day was going to be like a breakfast ride that was going to be you know just down to the missouri river uh have some food and then come back and that'd be 25 miles with like no climbing and then the final ride is going to be a sunset ride. So, yeah, it's going to be 25, 50, and 25. So if you do all three rides, you get 100 miles in for the day. Um, but, yeah, music, uh, vendors are going to come out. But, yeah, so hopefully next year. And then as far as personal stuff, like, I don't know, I, I wanted to – I was going to go down to Mid-South this year, um, but that was right at the beginning when things were getting weird and uh, a really good friend of mine and I were going to go down together and we kind of made the decision last minute. We're like, you know what? Things are starting to turn. We'll probably maybe not go out there. Um, and, uh, but yeah, hopefully next year. And I've been thinking, I kind of want to try, uh, I guess it's unbound, uh, is what it's mm-hmm. called now. Um, that would be fun to kind of, experience i don't know what distance or what bike i would try that on but that's definitely that's not near future that's kind of like long-term stuff maybe within the next few years i kind of want to get out there and experience that but uh well if you decide to put a uh, gravel worlds on your list you have a place to crash <laughs> oh cool yeah thank you yeah i've been yeah actually um out of all the people that i know that travel for events most of them uh go to gravel worlds yeah. So yeah, we had some uh, a bunch of people went out there uh, from yeah, Columbia last year, um, and they said yeah, it was a good time. Really cool, cool atmosphere. Um, but yeah, I think that's all the the other stuff. And then yeah, I've got a a build that I'm working on, uh, but I'm still waiting for some parts to come in. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hoping to have it done by the end of the year. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. So uh, describe your bike setup for us right now. What are you riding? Okay, so I've got a, it's a 2018 Surly Steamroller, uh, mystery gray color. It's, uh, I've got a Whiskey number seven, uh, RD plus full carbon fork. And then uh, bar stem and seat posts are zip service course SL. And then the bar specifically is an SL88. I've found that running brake lifts, uh, having a longer reach bar is way more comfortable because if you don't have hoods to hold on to, having that longer reach kind of, you know, 
I guess, imitates the feel of a hood. You know, you just have a little bit more to hold on to out front. Um, I've got a SRAM Omnium crank and, uh, yeah, with the stock GXP bottom bracket, um, an AARN 47 tooth chain ring and a 17 tooth cog in the back. And then the big thing, yeah, with the 650B wheels, stands, or excuse me, stands, uh, velocity aileron rims, and then I've got the chub hubs, which um, kind of fun. Definitely get a lot of questions on those whenever I post it. When, yeah, someone's seen the bike for the first time, almost always, you know, I get a question about the hub. And then, yeah, the 650B WTV Senderos right now. Oh, and then I guess the another thing I put on recently, the Walnut uh, Studio Lows. Itch or so on bar wrap that stuff is awesome i've never ridden a, a leather bar wrap before um that has been by far the grippiest um material i've ever ridden it's, it's awesome yeah it's for any of my hands which i don't want so yeah it's still staining my hands like over a month later but uh <laughs> it's that stuff is yeah it's, it's been really good yeah it's a beautiful setup i love seeing all the pictures for sure Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. It's, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's definitely by far my favorite bike that I've owned. What other bikes do you have? Uh, so right now, actually right now I don't own any geared bikes. So I've got a Chinelli histogram. It was a 2015. Nice. The, uh, the all black with the Chrome logo and then the, uh, that was a, that was a sick one. Yeah. I love this bike. That's honestly the bike that I've, I've had my fastest rides on. And then, so that one's got FSA cockpit, uh, Mavic Ellipse wheels. It's got an FSA carbon track crank on it, which is pretty cool because, uh, yeah, those kind of became extinct a little while ago. Actually, I guess the uh, Omniums are extinct now too, which is a bummer. Yep. Um, and then uh, my commuter is a specialized uh, LA Sprint track. It's the it's the white with the holographic logos on mm-hmm. it, and then uh, yeah, I've got that one set up with the riser bar and six fifty Bs. That one obviously doesn't have a clearance that the steamroller does, but I've got some six fifty by thirty eight um, Panaracer Cole de la Bees, and uh, they fit in there real well. They only measure thirty five, so I've got plenty of clearance on those. So that's that's a fun bike to kind of mess around with. Nice. Oh yeah, I think I saw pictures of that one too. Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, ride that one as much on longer rides because definitely like flat bars are a ton of fun. But like if I'm doing, you know, if I'm going out for a longer ride, if I'm going to be, you know, two, three, four hours, I definitely, I mean, drops are definitely what I, I need to be on as a ride. But my uh, my hands start to go numb after like forty miles on a on a ride. Yeah, but uh, it's it's super fun to play around with and that one actually have a really low gear ratio um it's a 49 tooth which is kind of ridiculous up front but it's got a 20 tooth cog in the back so it's it's spinny it likes to go up hills and it's easy to skid like real easy to skid no no stress on your knees whatsoever <laughs> nice um so yeah that, that one's a lot of fun to mess around with those are pretty much it i had an all city uh cosmic styling that was a lot of fun that was the last geared bike that i had but i sold it um which one was it uh, Cosmic Stallion. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was like the purple fade to white. That was a fun bike. Those are but, awesome. Uh, yeah, I actually sold it to 
someone whose bike broke. So I, uh, yeah, we someone someone's bike broke. We couldn't get a replacement in, so I donated not donated, but yeah, they, they took the frame and then I still have the parts. I'll probably build something else up, maybe a Macho King or something. Oh, those are nice too. Yeah. I really dig the new. Um, I really like that bomb pop type color that they did for the newest uh, Macho or what do they call it now? Nature cross gear. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The series of yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Those are cool. And I was also I'm kind of curious about the super professionals too. Um, yeah, actually, my friend cool. has one of those, uh, the single speed, but it has that like master dropout they call it, so you can't do like geared. But the paint job on it is sick. It looks really good. Yeah, the we had a a guy buy one at the shop, and uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a black brown. Like with mm-hmm. the the flake gives it a little bit of a brownish tint to it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely badass. It's a cool cool look for sure. For someone interested in getting their fixed gear bike out on gravel for the first time, uh, first, mm-hmm. why should they try it? And second, what tips do you have? Um, why should they try? Cause it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It just brings, it's a, it's a totally different experience. What tips I would say maybe depending on what the gravel is like in your area. Um, if you've got a front brake, maybe consider throwing that back on if you're riding brakelets just to kind of, you know, ease into it. Unless you're confident, you know, then definitely, I mean, brakeless is fine. But uh, I would say also a lot of people, not just fixed, but a lot of people riding gravel for the first time, um, lower your air pressure for sure. <laughs> we get some people coming into the shop and, you know, they, they're riding gravel and, you know, they, sometimes, you know, if we put the bike in the stand for, you know, minor adjustment or whatever, and we ask, hey, what, what tire pressure do you want to be at? And sometimes they'll say 80 and it's like, oh, you got, you got 35s on here. You don't. You don't need to be anywhere near that. Let me let me drop it down a little bit. Try it out. If you don't like it, obviously change it back. But uh, you know, yeah, I would say lower the tire pressure for sure. Depending on the size of your tire and your your weight, uh, you could definitely you know 40, 50 psi will get you going just fine, and it'll be way more comfortable, and you get way more traction. For going back to fixed gear specific, I would say play around with gear ratios for sure, because you know you don't want something. You want to find a happy medium, something that you can climb with comfortably, but something that you're not going to spin out of your mind going downhill. Um, so, yeah, like a lot of people that I, I see and like some of the the gear ratios that seem to be pretty common are either like a 47, 17, 18, 19, kind of somewhere in that ballpark or a 46, 16, um, you know, somewhere somewhere around there but yeah you just you want to find a balance somewhere that you know that works uphill and downhill well now we have a lightning round so okay (laughs) (laughs) nothing too crazy but uh uh so steel carbon or aluminum frame yeah steel quicksilver or premium rush quicksilver Dirt, road, or track? I gotta go dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and you probably already answered this, but 650B or 700? 650B all day. Best tires not for... Not a fad. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. But it's not a fad. It's not a fad, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so best tires for Midwest fixed gear gravel? 
Ooh, uh, WTV Venture or Renee Ayers, Juniper Ridge. Um, podcast, music, or the sound of your surroundings? So, I don't ride with music, yeah, sound of surroundings. And favorite ride snack? Uh, I usually don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> but if I do, uh, I'll take uh, baby food. Um, All right. Banana, banana, uh, yeah, banana mango is my favorite. I get one of the, the, the baby food packets. Cool. And where can people find out more information about you? So my bike shop, cyclex.com, C-Y-C-L-E-X.com. And then uh, me, I guess, at Gravel Gang on Instagram. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time to do this, John. It was rad talking with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I really, really appreciate it. All right. I want to thank John for coming on and... Well, that does it for this episode of Save the Track Bike. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Um, you can visit us at savethetrackbike.com or on Instagram at savethetrackbike. Give us a review, help us out, spread the word, tell your mates, let's keep the track bike flame alive. Uh, this show's part of Figure Podcasts. Uh, visit figurepodcast.com to check out our other shows. And the theme song today is Slag Girl by The Vitamin Pets. All right, everyone. Thank you. And uh, don't stop pedaling, I guess, is what I'm going to say. Because <laughs> if you do, you'll get launched over your handlebars. <laughs>